0: Hello and welcome to the next episode of Eddie and Matt coverage. This is a draft special. We're going to go through um, what, we, what Eddie's going to go through, what he would do, uh, what all, all the NFC North teams need, um, potential players they could pick up. Um, so we'll get stuck into it. We're going to start with the NFC North because that is our want. I'm going to start with the Lions. Ed, you ready to go, mate?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm ready to go. Um, just to point this out, this isn't what I would do. This is what I've got an inkling that the team might do. And I've obviously tried to make it make a little bit of sense. If I were doing Texans draft, I'd probably just pick random teams and random players because they don't make any sense what they do anyway. (laughs) Fair enough. Right, so we'll get cracking. Basically Lions, uh, I've only done the first three rounds. I've not gone further than three rounds because it's just, you've got to think about you picking Most teams have got at least seven picks Mm -hmm. for each pick and when you get to the third round after that, it's very difficult to pinpoint what a team is going to want to do because most of the time four, fifth, sixth, seventh round players. Usually squad players, depth players end up being up practice squad or never end up playing a game. So I have just done up to round three. These are players who I expect to still be
0: on the team year after. Yeah anything so, round three is none. anyone anyone that sort of makes a, a, a decent fist to it after round three is a very a very rare exception, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Um so with Lions,
0: obviously a free agency we've seen what's happened. They've let
1: Darius Slay go for a third and a fifth. Obviously it opened up an extra third round for him. Yep. And they obviously let go of a another like another key piece in the uh, last season. They're the Quandre Diggs. Um the speculation around Matt Stafford people are saying, Oh, uh, maybe they're gonna try and get another quarterback in instead of Matt Stafford." So obviously Matt Stafford might not be healthy missed the end of the season. They'll let um Ricky Wagner go, that's the right tackle gone. Obviously they've um, the lost snacks Harrison our defensive yes. tackle. There's a lot of players who they've, they've, they've lost, who they, obviously they would have preferred to have kept um, or should really have kept. But, you know, it's it seems to be the lion's way at the minute. It doesn't seem to be any sense in anything. I thought the Trey Flowers' pick-up were a good pick-up last season. Mm-hmm. They didn't really show that much when they we were playing. Coleman started off playing pretty well at slot corner, but he seems to tail off at the back end of the year. Slate seemed to have one of bright spots on the team, from, my, from what I saw, and I thought it was a pretty good play. From him, and obviously, Quandre Diggs went to Seahawks and had a really, really good season. That it went to Pro Bowl, I think he went to an All Pro, I'm not sure, but played really, really well. So, just showed that the summer, if you're there with Lions, talent evaluating. But basically, so we've got four picks for Lions there, and obviously, I have to take into account who's going to have gone before, who's going to be going after to be able to you know pinpoint players who could be picked up in the first round, second round, third round. Um, I did do a full mock draft um, with every team to pick out the players that I got. So basically I chose who went where for each team and what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, and okay. that's how I ended up with these players specifically. Fair enough. Uh, I will mention a couple of players who could end up going in that place as well or players that I'd like them to have a look at. But obviously in my draft, it didn't come that way, but also there's a big opportunity for it. But basically in round one, uh, Jeff Okuda is the consensus pick for the Lions, it makes sense he's the best corner to come out since Jalen Ramsey some, some draft experts say that they think he's better than Jalen Ramsey when he come out so you can't really argue with that, um, I honestly think from what I've seen of him he looks, uh, I'd take him on any team I think he's going to improve anywhere he goes I think the only team that doesn't really need him will be the Dolphins, who obviously have Byron Jones and Xavier Howard, yeah. but it's obviously a cheaper option and is obviously Hopefully, going to be a shutdown Garnett League. I mean, other options in round one—they're picking third, so they've got all the choice in the world. If you know Joe Burrow goes to the Bengals, which seems to be you know ninety percent certain that he's going to go, then yeah. you can't take him. And then the second round, the consensus seems to be that Chase Young's going to go to the Washington Redskins. But there's also those odd rumblings which could be just to you know pump up the trade, but. Uh, trade value, sorry, um, that the Washington Redskins could take to a Tonga of um, I can't see that happening, if I'm 100% honest. And I think it'd be... I don't know if he's stupid, because he, obviously you're risking his health, but also if you keep asking, you're risking that he's never actually going to be able to get to the point where he needs to be. Mm. My favourite part about the Washington Redskins team is the... You know, the front seven, the defensive line, which is really, really good. It's already a class defensive line, I personally think. Obviously, they've got second-year players coming through with Montez Sweat. He's going to be hopefully better next season. They've obviously got the all the talent through the middle, like with Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne, players like that. So, that defensive line, I think, is already pretty solid. But they've just lost Josh Norman, who hasn't even been in a good corner for a while. So, them taking Jeffrey Kuda. Jeffrey Okuda wouldn't make sense to me as well, because obviously he's a blue-chip player. Yeah. But Chase Young, who, you know, pencil penciled indicator with most teams, is widely regarded as the best player in this draft. He's even said to be even better than Nick Bosa, which obviously this would be difficult to do. He's already viewed as a top-five defensive end in the league. So I'd be very impressed if Chase Young's better than him. Obviously, that type of generational player is a player you're going to take. But if the Redskins did decide not to do it and they did take Okuda, I think Lions would be stupid. That's Chase Young. So if that opportunity's there, you yeah. could take him. But also there's Isaiah Simmons who's an athletic freak. You know, he's like six foot three, six foot four, plays at um middle linebacker, can play safety, can play slot corner, can do, you know, can go on to defensive end, can play edge, he's he can play all over and he's got massively impressive, you know, traits, athletic traits that he can do. And it wouldn't surprise me if um Patricia picked him up in at uh, first round instead of Vacuda or Young because he seems to love his linebackers. That's what it looked like last year at draft. Mm. Um, but like I say, from my perspective, what they should do, they've got Trey Flowers in agency last season. He provides what they needed to provide. They've got three more picks after this. Edge is probably not going to be there anyway. So they should take Jeffrey Akuda if he's available. If not, obviously then you take Chase Young just because is the best player available, but also a position where it can bring great value to your team. Um, next round, um, the player is Jonathan Taylor. Now, a lot of Lion fans are like, what, why would we take a second round running back when we took on Johnson over here? And I 100% understand that. I can get that. Yep. But Jonathan Taylor has had such an amazing career in college. He's been a running back for Wisconsin, and he hasn't rushed for Thousands and thousands of yards and loads of touchdowns. He went to combine and he blew it up. And he is a workhorse back. He's got no real injury issues. You know, he can catch a little bit. He's a great runner at ball. Obviously, he's worked behind a decent offensive line. Chances are, you know, NFL offensive line is going to be pretty good too. the defences are going to be a little bit different. But I think he's the type of every down back that the Lions probably could really do with. Takes a little bit of pressure off Matt Stafford. Opens it up a bit more for receivers. And... With the talent he does have, I think he would contribute quite a lot to the offensive line having a bit more of a rest. They could look at tackle in second round, if there's any decent tackles available. Obviously, if place replace Ricky Wagner, but mm-hmm. the audience, they haven't chosen to do that. That's where they could have gone in the first round. But they could also look to defensive tackle in the first round, but obviously didn't want to make it last as long as it could have done. But this second round, again, there's so many holes in that Lions roster. They Could have gone anywhere, and running back seems to be oh, well, what are you doing there picking a running back when there's so much value available? Yeah, my personal perspective on it was I took this guy here because for me, he's at least the second best back in this draft, and added him the best back who I think is DeAndre Swift. He'd already gone to the Dolphins with their third pick at first round because I think he can contribute so much to a team. What he could do, but Jonathan Taylor is like traditional running back who oh, I think Matt Patricia would love to have on his team because he'd slow the game down keep the defence off the field, but also move the chains. And it might sound silly when they've got Kerryon Johnson, but Kerryon Johnson's been injured every season he's played and the backups are people that took off at streets. And they'll have one good game and that's it. And everybody gets a little bit excited about how they're playing. But the fact of the matter is they need real quality there to give the offence a bit of a boost. The wide receiving core is pretty decent considering who they've got. They've got three decent enough players. I think Kenny Galladay, you know, I think he's advancing every year, getting better and better. Marvin Jones can play well. Danny Amendola played with Patriots for a long time. He can be pretty clutch as well. So, they don't need anything there. I still think there's um, lots to do with TJ Hawkinson. I think he's got a long way he can go. So He's all right. Obviously, I think Matt Stafford's good. They have lost Glasgow. They have lost um, Wagner. Wagner. But they must have some sort of depth there. Because if they don't, then there's something strange going on. I do feel like they've got a little bit of money, though. And obviously, they could pick up some bargains on free agency. But I think your best bet in this draft at the minute is after the first five tackles are taken. This is where you've got to think to yourself. You know, I'm I'm going to have to get probably get a a tackle in the later rounds. It's quite it's quite deep for people who you know who are learning who need to learn and get better. Yeah. But also with the holes on the team, is tackle really their biggest need? Especially when left tackle's most important for them. and they're already pretty solid there anyway. But yeah, it seems contentious, but he was the best player on the board at the time when I did this draft and Lexi. Like all the players who would have fit in had already gone. Um, the next player up is um, the round three selection, a safety out of California, Ashton Davis. Now, they did pick up say, a safety in the draft last season, obviously. I understand that, but I just feel that, again, this was the best guy who, who were left. Available, do you know what I mean? He would, he's a guy who can do a little bit of both, but he's mainly just a safety. Um I think he'd be able. To, he's an intelligent player, he'd be able to pick up a lot of the things that Matt Patricia wants to do, and it could get rotated in and out. I think you could have probably got him in the second round if you know what to. But there does seem to be like a little cluster of safeties who have got similar talents, and he was there and thereabouts with them all. But he he was just basically again a BPA uh, position that some might not think they need that badly, but I just think they need that depth, they need that quarter there, especially when they lost Quandre Diggs. I knew they had there you know, to replace him. wasn't that great. But yeah, that's a lot of my views on the Lions. There was so much opportunity to go anywhere with it. And like I said, my thoughts were, take the best player available each round, unless it becomes a detriment. And I don't think taking running back were a detriment. I don't think taking a corner were a detriment, because they desperately need a corner. And again, with their safety. It's not adding strength on strength because last season the safety play wasn't great. So it's basically, you know, improving that area. And it's the are areas that are cheap to get in free agency, but
0: they haven't done it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I know what you're saying. I mean, that sounds fair. Well, the positions you've picked in sound fair enough. The, the Lions for me have kind of decimated this the secondary over, over the last sort of six to eight months. And it's been a real head scratch because they've not really brought I, I thought, well, they must have a plan for replacing them or. The, the plan appears to be, well, let's see what we can get in the draft. And that's worrying for me. If our lines find me worried,
1: well, I am expecting Logan Ryan um, maybe to pop up for him, uh, yeah. you know, something like that. There's, obviously, there are quite a few, say, uh, sorry, corners up in free agency. Where I thought, well, they might trade Slay away. We want money to save there. They can get one of these other corners, you know, and improve the secondary. Mm. But it just seems a bit odd. They don't seem to have really gone after it in free agency. And that type of team that you think good. I mean, people might just not want to play for Matt Patricia. You've heard rumours about how he is, and maybe people just don't want to go there, but we'll have to see. We will, mate. So, it's the next up. This is going to be very brief, because the Bears, you know, throw away the future by taking Kelly on Mac. Yeah. Got no first round, but they have got two second rounders, and they haven't got a third rounder. <laughs> so, to be fair, they drop on lucky. In second round, they took USC um, offensive tackle Austin Jackson. Now, the guy is he needs to really work on his technique and on his, you know, on his game. He's not awful, but he does get beat, you know, by people who are outsmart him it might they might seem a bit, you know <laughs> a bit negative to that, but that's what it is. But the, the he's the best tackle left pretty much and they desperately need improvement on their offensive line. If they're gonna have Nick Foles or Mitchell Trubisky there, they need to be kept clean because. They're not going to be doing too well if they're getting, you know, play. I think Preston Smith, Zedarius Smith, Trey Flowers, um, Daniel Hunter, uh, Afadio Digmo—all players in our division that are going to be getting after quarterback. And like I say, if they're coming after you and you haven't got that proper protection, or even you know, an half decent protection, you're going to be on your back a lot. And you're not going to be able to win games that way. Yeah, you can't throw touchdown passes up your ass, can you? Nope. I mean, Aaron Rodgers probably good. Probably good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. This guy, I mean, the Lions could have took him, but with him being a work in progress, I don't really think he'd be best person for the Lions to take because they probably got someone there who could do a better job already. And I'm not sure that Patricia's going to be there long enough, you know, for the uh, for the team to be improved. Yeah, I think it's going to be make it
0: make it or break it season for Patricia, isn't it? and and by all, all, all signatures towards that, it's going to be the break it season, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Um. Again, with
0: Bears, I mean, I could have gone a couple of directions.
1: I could have gone safety, spoiler alert, I did with next pick in second round. Um, I could have gone receiver, because I don't think the receiving call is that good. I could have gone guard, which is what I was going to do, but when I saw obviously Jeremy Chim were available, I thought, well, they've obviously lost haha Ha Clinton Dix. They'd lost the guy who went to the Packers the year before. I can't remember what it's called. So that really hurt him. So I thought, I'm best off you know, getting someone, who, and he's a solid safety. He's so a top, top three, top five safety in this in this draft. And he played at Southern Illinois. And obviously, Chicago is in Illinois. So, he's, he's a know, local it's lad. the way around. <laughs> he does, aye. But I just think that'd be another side piece on defence for him. But like I say, they've lost an edge, but gained an edge. They've lost the, um, a linebacker, but they've retained another linebacker. And hopefully, if he can say healthy, he'll be there. So, their defence could go anywhere. They have lost Prince of Kamara. They could have gone corner in this part of draft. But, again, it's another team that have got a lot of money in. I honestly think there's, got, there's a lot of trades to come. I think that's going to be what's happening. There's going to be a fair few trades happening and it's going to be players going each way because they're not going to be able to do it with draft picks to teams like the Bears. because Bears, like I say, have put themselves into a really hard situation. They had that season where they got to uh, they in the divisional game against the Eagles. They blew everybody away when they were playing them. The, the defence were awesome. Their offence were getting it done. But they gave up so much when they didn't win the Super Bowl that year. It didn't allure anyone to come in and play for them after that. And I just think they fell off. And it's yeah. really hard for him to get back unless they start collecting draft capital and
0: are able to do things in the draft. Because that's where you get cheaper. And at the moment, I mean, like I say, you've, you've, they've traded away so much for Cleo Mack, they're, they're, they're struggling Maybe even next season, they might struggle to sort of like even get anywhere near being the challenger, being for division.
1: I mean, he's a fantastic player, you can't knock him, anybody would be happy to have him. Oh, yeah. They, they gave up a fair bit for him, but I think, as well, last season, because they realised they didn't have any picks and they had a lot of balls in the team. They like traded up to get David Montgomery. And he's not been great, has he? Let's be honest. Not particularly, now. And they expected him to be better when he came out, but he's he's been a bit poor.
0: Yeah. Like I say,
1: every draft every draft t- uh, picks a lottery ticket, isn't it? Yeah. Um, next up, then, onto the Packers, because that were a very mm-hmm. brief look at the Bears. The Green Bay Packers, uh, first round, have gone Denzel Mims, wide receiver out of Baylor, now this guy had a good career at Baylor. Obviously, played under Matt Rule, played pretty well. He's I think he's between six two and six five. So I think he might be six three roughly. He ran a four three four, I believe. He ran a very fast four. forty yard time, but he's a big lad, and he's got decent route running ability. He's quite explosive. I think teams haven't looked at him as much as they should have been looking at him. Basically because of the wide receivers coming out in this draft and obviously playing across college football have been amazing. And Baylor pretty much bubbled under the radar. They were a team team, They a star team, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So they played pretty well. And I just think he's going to be great to have opposite Devontae Adams. Now, again, the Packers are a team that have got needs in various areas. I think the linebacking core is pretty poor. They could have gone linebacker here. But to be perfectly honest with you, in this draft, I don't think the linebacking talent is all that great. They're fine at safety. the fine at cornerback. They could go edge. Well, they could have gone edge. I felt they've got players at the edge that they need to improve upon. Um, their interior defence, obviously, is very poor, especially after the last the last game of the season. 200 plus yards and four touchdowns, was it, for, uh, for Mosa? You know, they got pounded down the middle. Yeah. And that's, that is something that they desperately need to sort out. They need to get a nice big unit in the middle of that defence. But, when there's no massive units available. And obviously, in first round, they really need a receiver because that could have made a difference in that game because if you watched that game, they started to pull it back. And had they had someone like um, you know um, Denzel Mims, they could have probably done a bit better. They could have probably been one seed, Packers. Because if you remember, they lost a couple of games, I believe, when Devontae Adams were injured. So having someone who could take on that load a little bit would probably have helped them go along. Yeah. Yeah. But like I say, they could have gone edge, you could have gone defensive tackle. On offence, they've got decent running backs now. Their offensive line. Now this is a place where it's getting older, and obviously the lost Brown Belager who although getting older and getting hurt, he was very good when he did play. Yeah. They do tend to have a good pass blocking offensive line anyway. But uh in the second round I decided to go Prince ogre, who were the best tackle available at the time and There's a lot of room for improvement. I don't think he's NFL ready yet, but playing behind Ricky Wagner is going to give him a year or two to get better. It's a late second round pick. It's practically a third round pick because he's pick (laughs) 30. I mean, you can't really argue with that. It's pretty decent. And again, it's strength, it adds depth, it's injury insurance. You know, you're going to have someone there. And I think, you know, if if they manage to get that, they'll be happy with it. A receiver and offensive tackle, although they do need people in the middle. Again, there's still free agents who are decent defensive tackles knocking about the league. They're still available. They yeah, could, the Lions could take some. They could take some. And again, I will not be surprised if trades happen, if teams start trading a little bit more soon when they realize we haven't got this and the draft's going to probably fall a similar way because they're all going to have an idea what's going to happen. And they think, right, I want to cash my bets. That, you know, you make sure you've
0: covered all your bases here. So you can, you know, actually be a success in this draft. I think what could also be, be a sort of a contribution back to this, because teams can't do anything at the moment. Yeah. All, like they can't trade. They got can't do medicals or anything. Yeah. So people might just get a bit bit twitchy and, and start doing doing trades for someone to do. <laughs> you know, if that's as it sounds, they've got more time to think about it. So they've got more time to sort of look in their sort of, doing these trades and trying to get players in you know, or, you know, craft craft something out of nothing. Yeah, definitely. Time, they've got nothing, the, the front office has got nothing else to do. So they get a lot of time to be a lot more creative with stuff like uh, trades and shit. Uh, it, it can happen. I, I, I'm 100% uh, behind you with that one, mate. There's a, there are a lot more trades and a lot more movement coming up between now and the draft. And uh, yeah, this could blow everything out of the water. All, all you said out of the world. But I think a lot, I mean, a lot of stuff you said solid for where we are right now. Yeah. Uh, you'll be happy to know I might
1: have another can, but I don't have any crisps. So we're all like, no chewing today. <laughs> yeah, more yesterday, did you? I did. Next <laughs> on to round three, um, and the pick-up, Hunter Bryan. I didn't mention tight end when I was talking earlier, but basically that's because I'm not going to mention it now. His, um, his game tape is actually really, really good. He played fantastic when he played for um, Washington, top three, you know, a top three um, tight end. Coming into draft um before senior ball and all that played really, really well all all his career. Can block can catch ball but you know, he's he's a good tight end. He's definitely better than Jimmy Graham. <laughs> he's definitely better I mean <laughs> I don't think Aaron Rodgers really uses his tight ends that well anyway, because basically they're a safety valve and mm. he doesn't give a shit, he just slings it, doesn't he? So but no, I just think he's a tight end, probably best tight end available when they pick in. They need it stick him in so they've got an offence first three rounds which is probably not what everybody expects but if you look at last season they went defence every so you know they've got to balance it out are not they
0: yeah and in saying that though in, they may have a couple of holes here and there like you said the middle, the middle of the uh, best. they've got the best
1: squad in the division yeah, they've got the, the bad talent bad. everywhere yeah. it's solid do you know what I mean like there's not they're not all world. I think Devontae Adams is the top ten player Aaron Rodgers is a top ten player Aaron Jones is a top ten player um, on the offensive line What's his name? The left tackle. I can't remember his name. I can. Um... But he's a he's a top five tackle. you know um, the the rookie center who they got out? I think he was out of Kansas last season. I can't remember his name. Yeah, he like played really well. So there's no real massive issues on that offense. They're just obviously apart from tight end. And obviously, the tackle that we second... Or, or the receiver that we took. So, we have filled holes on the offence that they need to fill. And on defence, the defence played well enough last season. Obviously, there were big issues against the run. But mm. they could rush the passer. And when they wish the passer, that's what was our mistakes made. Because that secondary is so good. So, if they can shore up the middle a little bit, then that's what they should do. But like round four, round five, they could end up getting depth players. You know, they could pick up a GM. You never know what's going to happen. But I think to make sure the offence can keep them in games, or at least excel in games, is probably what best. So, moving on to a little team called the Minnesota Vikings. Now, the Lions, the Bears, and the Vikings are all in a similar position. Now, the Vikings are in this position because of all the exodus through people just letting the contracts expire or opting out of the contracts. We lost Mackenzie Alexander's gone for Formula a year to Cincinnati. He didn't want to be there anymore. There's something fishy going on, but he didn't want to be there. Four million, some are weaker and a match easy. And I honestly believe he was our best corner last season. But something rubbed it the wrong way and now he's gone. Then you look at Trey Waynes, who've got a ridiculous contract to play for Cincinnati Bengals. 14 million a year for a player who's worth about, he's probably worth four. Can't argue with that either. He, he, you know, we, we can't keep him. We cut Rose because he's not been good for the last two seasons. Yeah. Unless, he, unless he's played the old Jones, which is weird. Obviously we lost we cut Limval because he were gonna be fifteen million on cap and we couldn't afford it. He's gone to charges. Good luck to him. I hope he has a fantastic season there while he's there or two seasons. Yeah. But again, just not where he needs to be for a team anymore. Everson Griffin's obviously going. I think it's to do with the fact that they probably offered him less money than he wants and the fact that they didn't they've gone about things in the wrong way. There's some somebody's really rubbed people the wrong way here because basically when you look at the team Last season, before Kubiak came, we were defence first. And, obviously, we lost Andre Patterson. Or, no, was it Andre Patterson who left? Or were We got promoted. The defensive line coach, now the defensive coordinator, along with Adam Zimmer, who's in this mm. one. Yeah. And, obviously, the old George Edwards, was the defensive coordinator. He's gone now. Yeah. And, obviously, he's been there for years. And then, obviously, all the all the other coaching staff that have left recently, then you look at all the defensive players that have left, it's like what's going on here? It's a little bit fishy. It
0: does, it um, does seem like something's something going on there, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, and a lot of people are blaming Zim, saying it's down to Zim, but at the end of the day they've stayed with Zim for past four or five years or whatever anyway, so it depends how it goes. Um, but yeah, uh, the team's lost. Griffin, Joseph, Rhodes, Alexander, Waynes, Digs to a trade, they're all start, starting players, you know what I mean? Like proper yeah. starting players have all gone before the season started. If you'd have asked me, Oh, where at all So I said? We've got an old free tech beside Liverval, we've got an old linebacker, out, the other outside linebacker, other than Kendrickson Bar, and obviously, we've got a poor corner in Xavier Rose. We need to upgrade there. So, that would have been his defense sort three players on your defense who you don't think could make a pro goal bowl the good year. That's pretty impressive. You Go to offense. Your two receivers, Pro Bowlers, in my opinion, yeah. Dalvin Cook, Pro Bowler, CJM, Pro Bowler, Madison, quality backup. Yeah, Garrett Bradbury, solid. You know, average, whatever. Riley Reef again, average. And then you've got O'Neill, brilliant right tackle. Klein had a good year. He's gone as well. Klein had a good year, um, right guard. And then obviously, elf line was shit.
0: Yeah.
1: But again, you look at that. What wait? Two or three places you could improve on. Again, we've got Kyle Rudolph, we've got Irv Smith Jr. Both quite tight ends as well. Obviously, for we different skill sets. But there were a lot on the offense. And then again, we've lost Klein, we've lost Diggs. You know, the, the we've lost, um, like we we've lost them too. And then on defense, we've got all these other holes. Before this free agency started, you thought, oh, maybe re-sign some of these players. And obviously moving forward we've got to you know, sign this player sign this way it'll be big improvements. And we've signed someone out of XFL. By all accounts we're probably one of the better players in XFL and yeah. AF but that's like being you know Charles world's Charles uh, little person. Yeah. And then you've got you've got obviously the fact that we've picked up Zettel from um, well he was a free agent but he's like the last at the final ers he played yeah. one game for them Um we also picked up um, Sharp from the Titans from the Titans. Yeah, uh, apparently he's a decent rounder. I'm not going to lie and say no about him because I don't. No. You know, he, he's a wide receiver three as far as I'm aware. And obviously, if he wants to come and be a wide receiver three of us, that's fair enough. But it just seemed a bit underwhelming, didn't it, to pick up someone like that? We can't afford to go out buying and draft you know, all these good players. We have to rely and draft with his twelve picks. Yeah, but like I say, before this draft. We had no not really many holes and now we've got gaping holes everywhere. Like lions Lions are exactly the same, obviously holes everywhere. Bears have got various holes. But I honestly think the only team that is on par with us for what they're missing is the Lions. They're only team that makes you think, Well, they're probably as bad as us in position wise, but obviously they're picking third. Yeah. I mean I think they've got nine draft picks. But they've got like I say holes everywhere. And I do still think we've got a more quality team. I think they're better at quarterback when he's healthy, but that's when he's healthy. Yeah. I think their all line's on par with ours maybe now after they've lost Glasgow and Wagner. I think their linebacking card's not as good as ours. I think their defensive line's not as good as ours, even though obviously we've lost Griffin. I still think is oh, a good player. Daniel Hunter's a great player. I think Johnson Johnson's a good player. I think Michael Pierce is going to be amazing.
0: Yeah, I think I'm I'm them, on Watts. Watts is
1: a player I really like. I loved what I saw about Armand Watts. We've got a
0: couple of sneaky good D linemen, haven't we?
1: We have, especially on interior. So, yeah. I think what what's the biggest worry is in rece- this receiving course, where the Lions are lucky, they're going to be able to pick Jeff Cooter most likely. Our best bet is going to be, like I say, Christian Fulton probably, or Jeff Gladney, or Jalen Johnson. Cameron the players like that who don't really set your world on fire. They might end up being really good, but you never know. Mm. But, like I said, before all this, there wasn't really this much panic. But, anyway, finally, I've killed 10 minutes there, we nearly got to half hour now. <laughs> uh, we get to the Vikings' first first-round pick, and it's there's a, there's a big five offensive tackles in this. In no particular order, you've got Mackay Becton um, out of Louisville, Jedrick Wills out of Alabama. Um, your best mate Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. Yeah. And Tristan Worths out of Iowa. Are you top four, no arguments from me. Then you got Josh Jones out of Houston, who the Vikings picked first. Um, you looked at his tape of a day, so you can explain to
0: everybody what you think of him. Yeah, give me a second. I've got to his notes now. Uh, I mean, the knocks that he's that he got were that his footwork and technique and pass pro are a little bit ropey. Um, he's not pro ready. Uh, he needs to improve his technique in pulls and to create better, more effective angle blocks. Uh, doesn't get his hands up fast enough to make uh, most of his reach because he's quite a long guy. Um, the, the pros that they get, they've given him is, a, is athletic, uh, good lateral movement, uh, improving his technique on uh, last season, so it means he, he's coachable and he's getting better year on year. So his issues are coachable. What I watched, what I saw, like we were past the eyeball test, he stands and bangs in pass protection. Uh, and he, he can adapt if, if he gets a an edge rusher. He can, his footwork isn't that bad. He gets to, he, he keeps in the chest. Um, uh, he plays the whistle as well. Sometimes past it uh, without being too over aggressive. He, he's I know a lot of guys. I've, I've, I've said don't play to the whistle, and they kind of like. Um, just stand watching a player develop when it's not gone their way, or you know, they've gone to the opposite side of the of the, of the line. He he goes and finds someone to block. He goes and fa- he, he, the number of times when the player finished and they had gone the opposite side of the line from where he was, his left tackle, he gone to the right and he he found someone to block. Um He looked very effective in the in the run block as well, a uh, very proficient leap blocker. So when they put the running back behind him, he, he was upfield and he was knocking guys out of the way like they were bowling pins. He was tossing linebackers around like ragdolls uh, when he gets in the secondary when he gets to that second level. But uh, if he gets his hands on a, de- a defensive back, he's going to just tear him apart. He's like, a, he, a, a I think he's be, If we pick him, I'll be very happy, mate.
1: Sound yeah. Well, basically, like all these attributes are going to be fine if you, because if we take him, he's either going to be playing behind Riley Reef, which is, I mean, is there to cover for injury. You can learn it coaching, you know, coach table. Because we've obviously got some talent in teaching uh, tackles because Brian O'Neill's done really, really well. Yeah. Um, but again, I think offensive tackle other than wide receiver and cornerback is your biggest need. But the thing with this draft is it's wide receiver heavy. So I think you can leave it a bit for wide receiver. I mean, second level cornerbacks after CJ Anderson and Jeffrey akuda I think you could look at, right. Like, Six or seven cornerbacks that you could probably look at picking up who are similar, do you know what I mean, yeah,
0: um so oh, um, same skill level and same skill set, guys not Basically, skill set
1: they're... but the, you know the, the 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 value is you know similar for them all there's a chance right. you could get any of these eight in the next two rounds, you don't have to take them at first, do you know what I mean, but if there's one you like best, which is what I assume Vikings would do with the next pick. I uh, picked Christian Fulton out of LSU, cornerback. He had a really good season, the last season or the season before. And this season he wasn't bad, but obviously a bit overshadowed by Derek Stingley, who's probably going to be a bit like Jeffrey coons next year. Absolutely quality in coverage, really good player. But um, yeah, Chris Christian Fulton, he's um, at a four-four-five speed. You know, it's he's pretty nippy, he's got decent ball skills. The, the talents there, a player for LSU, you know, he's is, is got a lot of ability, but... Um, Again, this is of person I think Zimmer will be the coach up. Could have gone in uh, you know, interior defensive line, could have tried to go edge, could have gone guard here, could have gone safety. But the fact of the matter is Christian Fulton probably wore the best player left here. He does have a lot of ability. I just think he had a bit of a down year. Um and I think he can be developed. But it's just like Josh Josh Jones, I think he can be developed. But the main issue with you know, in the first round, I wouldn't want to take an interior player because I don't think anybody is of value. Maybe Cesar Ruiz, but I think he's more in a center than a guard. Could go, you could pick him up, but I think he'd already gone in my draft anyway. And right. um, like I said, defensive tackle, we picked on Michael Pierce. we've got a lot of depth there anyway. So personally, I don't think it's as big of a need. Edge, there's not really any edge talent. Everybody says you're too gross, Matos. The like him, obviously, people like Laurent Chasson, but Chasson were already gone. There's a lot of size on the on the uh, you know exterior of the offensive line, like Bradley and Isaac, Barn, players like that are big. AJ Epinesa, the big players, they're going to be good against run and they're going to be all right at, you know, collapsing pocket, but they're not really proper edge rushers like, you know, like Griffin is. So right. it's a bit, none of them are players I really want to go for. So again, selected Christian Fulton. Um so obviously they play across them either in Hill or, or Mike Hughes. And obviously the he's a bit bigger than the other two munchkins as well, which should be a bit nice. <laughs> second round, um again. Second round, this is your sweet spot for corner, maybe guard, centre, tackle, some of the tackles you can develop and wide receiver. And I went wide receiver, the player I picked Donovan Peoples Jones from Michigan. He killed it at Combine. And although his, his tape isn't amazing, the quarterback he had played from Shea Patterson, and he is not a good quarterback at all. And Jonathan <laughs> Peoples-Jones was rated as the highest recruited athlete coming into college. And I think in the NFL, I think he could explode and be fantastic because he's quick, he's big, he's strong, he's got good hands, good routes. I think he's the type of player that people will overlook He hasn't played very well. And it falls to our lap in the second round. And I think, although it won't be a direct... Replacement for Diggs, it would be a nice addition to the team. So, that's why I went with him. And then next up in round three, Netane Muti, guard out of Fresno State. Now, he has had injury issue in past, so it's not perfect. But he's a third-round guard. Do you know what I mean? So, the likes of him and Drew Samir would obviously, hopefully, add a bit of nastiness to the guard position. Him on one side, Samir on other I won't really want to be running against two big, Islander sounding guys. Do you know what I mean? They're not the type of yeah. people you want to be getting out wrong side of. But yeah, he is um, a strong guy, a very powerful player. He's, he's going to put people on their ass, and that's why I work with him. Again, I could have gone another receiver. I was contemplating Chase Claypool, who is massive and an excellent receiver, and apparently had pretty good routes as well at the combine. So. He's the type of player I would like to add as well as Peoples Jones. But basically, I thought, we need guard. We desperately need guard. We don't want Dakota Dozier again. We don't want Tom Compton again. Do you know what I mean? We don't want to be playing uh, Mike Remmers there again. It's yeah. not It's not what you want to do. What's well, yeah, he called?
0: Picks. You are what? What's he called again, that lad? Mooty. Mooty. Yeah, Mooty. Yeah. He's not on my list. I want me list the of offensive line uh, prospects to watch. You know, I'll, I'll stick him on there to, to have. I've him one so we'll see what he, what he, how he checks out. But yeah, you got things. The um, yeah.
1: uh, round three is like pick ninety or something, so <laughs> He's not massive, so, yeah. he's not massively on the list. And then next player in round three is a player called Kenny Willikers from Michigan State, uh, an edge player again. He's just going to be someone to develop. Hopefully, you know, pretty strong guy, strong will. And he will probably it was BPA, so I went with him and obviously it is a position of need, but at that point he was one of the better players left. So I just took him. I hoping he could add something. Fair play. You can't argue with that. But yeah, that's that's uh, my ideas and thoughts on the draft. I don't know if any of it'll happen. Do you know what I mean? You can't ever really judge what's gonna be going on. A lot of these players are gonna be hurt by not being able to do team visits. So you might yeah. not see if any players getting these opportunities, and they might not even be able to make an impact in the first season because they might not be able to train properly due to all COVID
0: nineteen issues. Yeah, we've no idea how long this is going to last, do we? So no, it's it's all it's all highly hypothetical, isn't
1: it? Yeah, definitely.
0: But I mean, taking taking a as as Patrick Mahomes showed, uh, taking a year just to learn the system and watching and learning, not too bad for a player, is it? Aaron Rodgers as well. Yeah, he, he sat behind Mr. Doing Brett well. for two to three years, actually. I think he was. Yeah, so I mean, don't he don't know, it's a, for, for the young guys to sit and watch other pros do it. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But again, a lot of these, but then some of these guys are going to be wanting them to plug in and play straight away out there, and they so uh, I mean,
1: Vikings need to pick up in that draft five plug and players, play players, and that's not pleasant to think about. Although we do have four picks in the first 105 picks. Yeah. You don't want to have all of starting straight away and then a fourth, fifth or sixth round of start, or seventh round of starting for you. It ain't a good look.
0: Yeah, well, the one thing I hope is they don't try rushing the league. I mean, they can shorten pre-season, which I don't think is going to hurt anyone too much. Yeah. It's going to be the, the, the rookies and, and new guys to team just to learn, learn the system. Yeah. Uh, that's the only reason. That's the only benefit I can see from preseason. Just you don't get a match finished until like the third half game in the season. Yeah. So, I mean, the can shorten if you shorten the preseason to like one game or two games, then that'll help. Them I think that's
1: the... what they want to do with the make an addition an initial deal. Game are
0: going to put it down to two or three games. I think preseason. But I mean, that's that's been hopeful, isn't it? it? Depends on on how quickly you know the the how, how, how quickly. This pandemic's over, isn't it, really? Well, we'll have to see, won't we? So, like so I said, we can only you. speak in hypoth- hypothetical, we, can't we? Yeah, I mean, they could be playing the Spring League next season. You don't know, do you? You know what I mean? They could be like, the season could start in January. No, well, I've booked a couple of days off. Yeah. Do you know what I find mad? The Super Bowl was last month. I thought you were saying me. Well, yeah, that as well. But I I, I was reading something today and I was like, last month's Super Bowl. It's like, nearly two months, though, isn't it? I exactly. know, but it it's the second, second to February. To February. It still feels mad it was last month. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, just, it just knocked me on my heels a little bit. Don't eat bat soup, kids. That's all I've got to say. Right, cool. Um, so that's the N- N- NFC North draft stuff wrapped up for now. Because I'm going to ch- probably change on with the next sort of like 40 hours, probably knowing our luck.
1: Yeah, we'll probably we'll get off here now. Look on his uh, email and all that. let. We've uh, we've got uh, Will Fuller from Texans for half a bag of chips and uh, two <laughs> bottles
0: of ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> Lions of, have uh, of signed Antonio Brown.
1: Yeah, Lions have signed Antonio Brown. And uh, Green Bay Packers have traded for Julio Jones. Yeah. <laughs> the Vikings have come in bottom of the division.
0: <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> um, Nick Foles have retired rather than play for Bears. I've been in some situations, but I'm not playing there. Yeah. <laughs> right, cool. Uh, should we get wrapped up there on this one? Yeah, can do. Sound right. Thank you all for listening. Uh, I'm not going to put a funny thing on the end of this, just because we're doing a draft thing. Uh, I'm not anything really prepared, so just that take care of it as well. That, that's thanks. There that as well. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Matt
1: Bennett's get thanks for listening. That on Matt Bennett's guide to turning up to work. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah cheers mate um, right yeah uh, still take any advice the government are giving about this COVID-19 stuff stay safe keep keep yourself safe keep everybody else safe by staying at home if you can um, and we'll catch you next time guys but Thanks. just one more thing go on I am full of stocks from beer ladies and gentlemen so there is that yeah uh, snap I am, I'm good uh, at least for three days uh, I'm more than comfortable for a day and a half as well mate